I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights through industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, welcome back. Today's guest is Beth O'Reilly. Some of you know Beth from a none other than HBO original TV series slash flower design competition called Full Bloom. And I've talked about Full Bloom when I interviewed Ace, and I think I mentioned it even before. I am obsessed with it. I know they're right now filming for season two and maybe even three, who knows. But if you haven't applied, go and apply. There's a link in the show notes, whatever season you end up with. If you end up there, oh my God, I'll be cheering you on. You guys got to do this. But anyways, let's go back to Beth. So I've known Beth for quite some time. She is an amazing designer with this incredible drive and mad, mad, mad design skills. So she's definitely forced to reckon with, and you could see that on the show as well. If you, Again, if you haven't seen the show, please go and see the show. But, and you know what? When we were doing the interview, also Beth's cutest son joined us. Yeah, I officially had my first child on the podcast, so there. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking. We're going to get into this interview with Beth O'Reilly. All right, Beth O'Reilly. Hi. Hey, how are you? I am fantastic. It is so nice to see you again. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's been, I don't know, I think it's been a couple of years, right? At least a couple of years. I mean, this year has obviously gone by like a blur, right? Like, uh, yeah, you, I don't you count this count year. 2020? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not counting this one. <laughs> I threw away my calendar. Wow. About three days ago, um, you know, I have this one of those big wall calendars where, you know, kind of like sketch out certain things or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm like, well, that didn't go through. Yeah. Okay. Bye. You 2021. Know. <laughs> I, I hung my 2021. So that's what, you know, I was like, oh, well, that was a waste. Anyways, but um, hey, welcome and congratulations. I loved the show. I really it was really an experience of a lifetime for sure. Oh, I'm I so did. I bet. Beth, I, I know you. I've known about you. You are an amazing designer. Um, okay, let me rephrase that. When the show came out, I was like, oh my God, that's Beth. Because I was watching with my husband. I made him watch it with me. After the first episode, he was all completely engaged. So he was watching and rooting. But I'm like, oh my God. Beth is a kick butt designer. And, and he's like, oh, you know Beth? I'm like, yeah. So like he was fully invested and wants to watch. Um, but of course, you know, he wants to hang out with Ace, you know. <laughs> so he was kind of rooting for Ace the That's whole the whole time. It was kind of hilarious. So, you know, I have Ace to thank that my husband sat there and watched the show with me. <laughs> but, you know, it was kind of hilarious. Anyways, but it was it was fantastic. So, you know, I a I was blown away by overall production, I have to say, um, you know, and considering that Big Flower Fight kind of came out right, you know, a few months before that and doing a side by side comparison. I mean, it was produced so much better, I thought, and, you know, it kind of shed a really positive light on the industry as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was that was really, really good. But, you know, besides all of those things, 
It was so exciting to see familiar faces on the show. So, so excited. And we have season two to look forward to. So hopefully we'll see even more familiar faces and this journey will just continue on for some more of our design people. I think designers, they really are kindred spirits at heart. I mean, regardless if we're competitors or in the same city or whatnot, we have a love and a passion for flowers, like nobody's business, Mm -hmm. right? And so you put those people together and it's like fireworks. And I mean, that's pretty much um, what it was like from day one, even in our audition, when we had the final Mm -hmm. audition where they bought 20 people, the final 20, you know, to narrow it down to 10. They didn't really want us talking to each other, but we were all in the lobby. And it's like, how do floral people not talk to each other? I mean, we just have to, right? It's in our blood. So. Oh, my God. I, oh, 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 I know. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, when we meet each other at this flower event, it doesn't feel like there's time has passed, right? right? You're like, oh, my God, good seeing you. And you literally pick up where you kind of left off. So there is no like the, this weird gap in between, actually. It's kind of interesting. Were, were there a lot of familiar faces um, at the top 20? Um, there was only a couple. And I think one of the things that I love about the experience so much is, you know, I am used to kind of having these floral family reunions with um, either AIFD people or Design Sanctuary or Sarah's crew. And, you know, I've met so many people in this industry over the years that when I get together with these, you know, flower people, um, it's like old times right away, but there were definitely from, um, some new faces. And for me, it's like a whole new tribe of florists that I now have this really great connection with. So, um, Ace, obviously I knew before he lived, we live in the same city and we're Texas state florists and we're AIFD and, um, yeah, we've worked on projects together and have known each other. They don't really go into that in the show. Um, very much, but you can tell we're, we're on a lot of the same challenges together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that was a little bit comforting, um, to have someone who you knew their work ethic and their design already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Adam, I had heard of, but didn't know he's an AIFD designer as well. And then I totally fangirled on Kristen with flower pistol because I follow, followed her before the audition and, uh-huh. and um, she wears her little, um, flower pistol hat backwards and she was like that at the audition and I was like oh my god that's flower pistol (laughs) so um I think that was fun for her too because like you know she's kind of in her her like really deep her own artist world and doesn't hasn't necessarily met a lot of other florists so I think that was fun for her to kind of like really bond with some with some floral people and a matter of fact she said on one of the episodes like she's found her tribe you know so it's pretty cool that's that's pretty amazing it's funny uh adam and i actually got inducted the same year oh did you he walked he walked on stage before right in front of me he was was in front of me on the line and we were next to each other the entire time that's funny (laughs) so yeah um um, I I heard of Tulipina before and hadn't I made the connection once I met Connor, but Connor did a lot of work with Tulipina. Right. Um, right. But you know, Spencer was a brand new face and Chantel was a brand new face and Justin, mm-hmm. Christina. Um but yeah, I mean Spen- Spencer is just as handsome and nice of a human being as he looks on camera. So <laughs> Oh, I was in love with Spencer. And Spencer is just a really great human being. I wish he would have um, kept on in the competition because I I thought he was very talented. I was was in love with the energy 
overall mm-hmm. energy of it, right? I was like, oh my God, this is just so exciting. You know, there were there were moments there when it's like, okay, you can see the pressure on everyone. But again, going back to, you know, how well the show was produced, you know, mm-hmm. it was not this like catty fight and like the, they didn't dwell on, it wasn't about the drama. It wasn't about like, and they did tell us that, you know, we had moments, you know, there's a few things that happened on the show that didn't make the editing, which I'm kind of grateful for because, you know, flowers don't necessarily lend themselves to drama like that. And they were all mm-hmm. for, you know, us being in the best light possible, every, each and every individual designer, no matter what, you know, challenge happened or however we were critiqued, they wanted us to, you know, be shed in a good light. And I appreciated that. And I, feel like they totally kept to their word well that was that made me very happy because this has been an industry that has been overshadowed or undershadowed if you will by many other um industries that sort of artistic in in essence and Mm -hmm. i mean there's show about everything and flower design that is so artistic so visually pleasing you know and it kind of encompasses so many different facets just kind of fell flat, right? So because it's just been looked at, it's just flowers. We're just doing flowers. So I'm really happy to see that it kind of, you know, got elevated for public, not really for florists. I mean, the show was for for public and I thought they did a really good job. Well, and I think that's one of the things also, like you said, your husband kind of was drawn into it because he, you know, was rooting for Ace too. And and I, I think that there's so many moments that are created on the show that, just average people can relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, And without those, I'm not sure there would be a season two. So they definitely got that part right. Um, The flowers are so beautiful. They pop out of the screen. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of the editing that they did and the challenges, most of the challenges we did, I was completely in love with. Um, Mm -hmm. And the amount of flowers we had to work with is anybody's dream. Oh my God. Yes. I'm not, I was literally like, holy cow. (laughs) Like, that's so many flowers. Like, there's no way you're even going to touch like half of that. That was that was interesting to see. But Beth, you're not a stranger to competition. So, you know. You're, 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 I had my game face on, didn't I? Oh, yes, you did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're not a stranger to competition or to design challenges and things like that. I mean, you won um, Mayish's Design Star years ago mm-hmm. right and you've done many other competitions and you know i mean you do some seriously amazing work um there were moments there that though as i was watching i'm like wow i can see how challenging this is for a mm-hmm. very seasoned designer so so talk to me a little bit about that i mean as i was watching this i was like oh man I totally get it. And yet, yeah, just like you didn't know what to expect when you tuned in when I got there and none (laughs) of us knew what to expect. Right. right? So, um, you know, I brought a lot of business casual clothes. I mean, granted, I could move and work in those clothes, but we ended up being in the middle of a heat wave Mm -hmm. during Corona. Um, it was 110 degrees out. We filmed everything outside. It was so physical. It was way more physical than I I was thinking it would probably get pretty physical, but I didn't really, I wasn't really expecting it to be that physical. So it was a full on workout 
every day, especially when we have those big team challenges. Mm-hmm. And we can see some of us just laying ourselves flat out on the lawn when it's done and just, you know, gasping for breath because we that was that was so real. I mean, we were three and four hours for those huge, huge installations is not a lot of time. And then you put the heat of the sun on top of that and just the high pressure that you're under. And it certainly, it certainly was a lot. So it caught me a little bit off guard. I actually had to go and get new clothes. (laughs) Once I realized what was happening, I mean, and we had wardrobe and hair and makeup and everything, and they were all really cool and sweet. And they, you know, I think I had some like business paint, casual pants I pulled out Mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, you might want to save those for a solo challenge. But in reality, like I needed to go and get workout pants and t-shirts. That's how I was going to stay in the game. (laughs) Well, I mean, television production, um, you know, from what I hear, it's of course, um, you know, it's a singular episode that we watch, um, you know, and yes, you put in your four hours, but that four hour takes, I don't know, over the course of like two, three days sometimes. So, and in that heat wave and that pressure and that craziness, I mean, that is a lot of pressure. But what was the most surprising thing about the show for you personally? The most surprising thing for me about the show person, I think it was the relationships that we made, you know, off camera, the the people, everyone's stories. You know, I'm over the moon happy for the person that won and happy for everybody along their journey and what they were able to get out of it. So I think that was, you know, you go into it saying, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And you have that mentality of coming in first and winning. And that still stayed with me the entire time. I definitely have that competitive spirit. But I also, you know, cared about the people I was competing with. So that a lot of times it was, oh, I want to make sure so-and-so is okay. But then I'm going to go on and, and like figure out how I'm going to win. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, at the end of the day, this is nice, but it is still a competition. So, yeah, right. that was that. that's funny. What did you take out of it? Like, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, you know, what would you do differently? Hmm, what I would do differently, I may have tried to tell my story to the judges a little bit more and maybe sooner because you don't, we don't know. We're not told. Like the judges don't know anything. I didn't find out until afterwards. The judges don't know anything about us. Mm -hmm. Um, They see our picture to memorize our faces right before, you know, like a day before the show starts. Right. But other than that, they don't really know much about us. And I feel like I assumed they did. And that was probably something I would change. If I was to go back and do it over again, And maybe, you know, I took a lot of risks design-wise because I just didn't feel like I was there to, like, make the prettiest roundy-moundy. I mean, I just will use that as an example. Like, I was there to really push the envelope. And if I was going to win on something, it was going to be something out of the box that I could be proud of. And I'm not going to say I was proud of every single thing that I made on the show, but I did have some moments where I was really proud of some of the things that I made. And that narrative, I'm not really sure of, like, who I am as a designer and even my background just beyond floral design, just in the personal realm, it would have been nice to show them a little bit more a little sooner. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, in the first few episodes, I guess because there were so many people, it was probably hard for them to sort of edit all of that into an hour hour episode. And But as the show progressed, I was kind of happy to get to know you know, some of the stories actually personally. It was kind of, it made, it humanized everything, right? Yeah. Made it all relatable and so on. So yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really good. 
Which designer surprised you the most? Hmm. Out of everyone that was there that you sort of didn't expect? I mean, I guess Spencer, I'd have to say Spencer probably did surprise me the most. Because, you know, when we find out, like, we met each other, right, at the casting call. And when you kind of find out people's names, you're looking at them on social media and kind of trying to size up your competition. And um, Spencer, uh, he has a huge following and he has um, a shop in (laughs) Venice. And he very much has his own look and style. It's very handsome. It's very much using like California native things that are very, uh, that hold up in the heat very well, leucodendron and protea and those sort of things. And I think that I thought, well, I think, I, I guess mm-hmm. I probably thought I had him figured out as a designer, but really he surprised me at like what a great person he is and far he could stretch and what a great asset if you'll notice he's like on every winning team until he goes home mm-hmm. and that's not for a mistake i mean he's really good at mechanics the guy was building a motorcycle in his hotel room right while we were filming the show he literally was building a motorcycle in his hotel room and the whole thing was when he had to go home was how he was going to get this bike that was now <laughs> almost built, like, you know, very heavy, how he was going to get it home. (laughs) That's funny. That's really funny. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I have to share this, Beth. So Beth has the cutest, I mean, like, (laughs) cutest little boy who is smiling from behind her back. I know this is going to be an audio, so I got to, I got to, you know, I got to say this. Do you want to come say hi? Do you want to say hi, Sebastian? Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. T- tell everybody about yourself. Yes. I am six years old. How old? Six. You're six years old. My God, I thought you were probably 10. <laughs> yeah, you look tall and really handsome. And, what did and you you're the first kid on TV. You're the first kid I- on my show. The first kid on her show? Yeah. How exciting is that? Pretty exciting. Well, it is official, you guys. Sebastian, it is he is the first kid on our show. There you go. And go Sebastian. Absolutely adorable. <laughs> oh my god, Beth, he is really cute. <laughs> He's just so cute. How difficult was it without Sebastian on the show? I mean, I oh, that was hard for uh, sure. I saw that. So if you notice in the seventh episode, they have a little mm-hmm. clip of me saying, If I my husband said if I don't win, um, don't bother coming home. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of our joke because it took so much for my family right. to be able to allow me to go for this month and do the show. Right. So my mom came and stayed like for three weeks for three weeks to help my husband. And you know, my husband's working and it's corona and we've got this, you know, they had this little one that really we couldn't take anywhere. So right. yeah, it was a tough time. Yeah. Did you miss me when I was gone, Sebastian? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure. And mommy missed you too. Aw. Yes, those emotions came through. They felt they felt very real and raw. You know, I was like, oh, I felt for you watching the show. Yeah, I missed him for sure. Yeah. So, Beth, for season two, hopefully we'll be coming up sooner than this one did. You know, I think this one was supposed to be sooner also, but, you know, of course, COVID kind of, you know, did its thing, <laughs> much like with the whole year. Yeah. Um, 
So people are cast. So they're casting for the second uh, second season right now. So what would your advice be for people who are essentially thinking about, ca- you know, casting or are casting already for the show? To anybody who is wanting to look at going into season two or three, and I've actually heard from a lot of you guys. I've heard a lot of people DMing me. I've heard I've had a few phone calls from friends of mine who are in the interview process for season two, and so it's really exciting um, for them. I'm so excited for them. But my biggest advice would be that every, and I I got this bit of advice from Jay Schwanky. Jay Schwanky was the first one who did, had me like do a video when I won his competition with the Cala Tower. He brought me on to his show and I got hair and makeup and he told me story is everything. Mm. And that is the same with this show. So the story behind the designer, the story behind the design Every single design that we did has a narrative behind it. Like we literally were judged on how well we were able to describe what our design was either doing or means or the story behind it or our thought process behind it. And so that is so true in the audition process as well. So even if you're a fabulous designer and you have all of this great work to show, if you don't have a narrative and a story behind it that's interesting that will grab people, then you're missing a huge element that they're looking for in the casting process. That's a really good advice, Beth. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sure I'm sure our listeners yeah. would appreciate that, especially yeah. those who are in the process of interviewing and you know and or casting for it. Um, so, how did you end up on a show? How was that process for you? Yeah. How did I end up on a show? So I answered mm-hmm. uh, the ad. They put an ad out, a casting call. I'm sure a lot of us did that. There were, you filled out the application. And they had several casting people that were working for Mystic Arts at that time. And I can't even remember the name of the girl who reached out to me. But I pretty much got a mm-hmm. phone call within an hour of submitting my application. Right. And I had a great conversation with the girl on the phone. So part of it is that initial first communication that you have with whoever is in the casting production and if you just mesh with each other because they're the ones that are going to kind of keep pitching you. You know what I'm saying? So the girl that I um, talked to, like there must've been a few things that I said to her where she was like, oh, she really Mm -hmm. knows her stuff. And she just remembered Uh, It was really early on. So this would have been back in early November or October of last Mm -hmm. year. And they were they they were ca- they were interviewing tons of florists throughout the United States. So I was really kind of surprised and happy that I left an impression on her where she remembered me even after um, interviewing and talking to so many people. And then I got a Skype uh, an, an invitation for a Skype audition mm-hmm. from her, which I did around Thanksgiving of last year. And then it was a huge waiting game. There was a lot of waiting in between. And I've talked to a few people who've had their Skype interview already for season two. And they're like, oh my God, this is killing me. And I'm, my best advice then is just to get used to the waiting waiting game, because there's going to be a lot of it in this whole process. They, they're not going to cue you in on every, everything you're you're going to get talked to and you're going to hear from them when the when they want when the time is right. right so yeah I think I waited like a month or two in between each time I talked to somebody right. which finally ended up 
turning into being cast on the show. Well, I was so happy to see you there. It was very exciting. Like I said, I mean, I saw a few familiar faces there and I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. And of course, there were uh, new faces there too. There were quite a few people there that I've never heard of. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like, ooh, new friends to follow and people to get to know, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Like Kristen, exactly. for example, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with all the crazy colors that she's playing with. I'm just, Absolutely. I'm like, oh my God. And she, she she's like a kid in a yeah. candy store on, you know, on one of the, um, she's like, I'm the Willy Wonka flowers and I'm like a kid in a candy store. She really is that way. I mean, uh, we got to hang out a few times, obviously when we weren't filming, we weren't really supposed to, but we would meet outside in the lawn. Some of us would. And one of the evenings she was just like, you guys, this is so amazing. <laughs> this is so awesome. We do this. Can you believe what we're here? And, you know, she totally, I mean, I was, I was in it with her hook, line and sinker, mm-hmm. but I loved her energy and her childlike approach to everything. I loved like, you know, that she flung the water out of the bucket to see how the water sprayed. Like those are true artist right. moves, you know? Um, it was inspiring for me because I, I have been taught so much structure and so many design techniques and things like that, that almost for me, it was a little Mm. bit of unlearning in order to see what some new things are that are happening in floristry, you know, step back and maybe not be so literal with some of my mechanics and things like that. So, um, and watching her was definitely a huge inspiration for me on that. I mean, there were were a few people that I was completely, I'm like, oh my God, these, these are, these are amazing artists and very passionate people. And I started following them on Instagram and it's very exciting to see all of that. So yes, I'm, I, I, I was blown away. I was very happy to see all of that. So Beth, how did life change since, you know, the celebrity status? <laughs> well, the celebrity status. Well, um, I don't oh, know if on. I would call it, it celebrity status, right. but it is cool to be on an HBO Max. That's mm-hmm. like the real deal network, and a show like that, a show with so, that's so much production involved in it, and it will be streaming from now until whenever. Right. I guess it'll be on there for for as long as HBO keeps it on there. So that's a really cool feeling. Um, how things changed for me. So I was already kind of, it probably in many ways kind of saved me from going a different direction, like Mm. turning away from flowers because I was on the verge with Corona and like, um, the company that I had been working for struggling and seeing so many of my fellow florists struggle through this COVID and pandemic and wondering, okay, is it time to hang up my apron and like, do something else to make a living for a while because, you know, it's been a hard run for florists through COVID. So I think the show came at a perfect time for me, you know, and it's kind of like, God, God, I I'm spiritual. So it's kind of like, to me, God is speaking to me and saying, no, it's not time for you to turn your back on this industry. You're still in the game. (laughs) Um, and that's kind of how I played my cards on the show as well. I kept hanging in there until pretty much the very end. So, um, 
So, yeah, I think it kept me from turning my back on Mm -hmm. the floral industry. But certainly I've made a lot of new friends and it has also given me the confidence to uh, build a business that I have um, always wanted to, but never really had the guts to do it and kind of go out on my own and do a business that really centered around supporting florists and the floral industry, not so much about me hanging a shingle out to be a wedding florist or a, 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 a retail florist. My business, which is called Flower of the Moment, is here to help the florist and the wedding florist and anybody, the flower enthusiast, whatever your mission and path is in the floral industry, even the grower, the connection of the growers to the florist, I think is an important connection to make. So in my business, I do everything from consulting and workshops to one-on-one with retail shop owners or designers Mm -hmm. who want to learn more or design. Uh, so it's given me that um, as like a great starting point, mm-hmm. right? To start and launch that business after such an exciting experience. That's so good to hear. I mean, you have what, how many years of experience? Like 20? About 26, something right. like that. Yeah. So you have extensive years of experience. You are really an amazing designer. I've seen your work. I helped you at the intrigue thing alongside yeah. when you were doing your presentation. I mean, I, I've seen you work. I, I know what you can do, you know, Thank and what you. you do. So it's exciting to hear that you're actually going to share some of your knowledge. And you worked for a wholesaler. You worked for wedding side of things, the retail. And I feel like you've sort of like came a full circle with all of this. Almost. I definitely have. I've had a chance to dabble in just about everything in this industry. Right. And my true love and passion always comes back to the florist and the floral designer. So that's one of the things I'm so excited about with this business is it actually is all centered around supporting the florist to be more successful and to have a better life and to make more money and, you know, even care for their bodies more. You know, we didn't teach people Mm-hmm. At least when I was growing up in the industry and learning everything about wedding and event setups of how to save your back and how, you know, what the proper way to do things are so that you don't end up, you know, having carpal tunnels. <laughs> so It's a physically taxing. Yeah, it's a physically taxing yeah. um, profession. I mean, it really is, you know, everything you carry almost is heavy. It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? A lot of times how heavy flowers are, but they don't think right. about all the water that's attached. Exactly. To, you know, yeah. alive. Yeah, I haven't looked at anything that, that wasn't heavy. It didn't matter <laughs> what it was. You know, it was a bucket of flour, an arrangement or whatever, unless it was a singular piece, a single <laughs> uh, piece of flour or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is. So there has to be some great passion to go along with that in order for people to power through. But I love business and you have no idea how happy it makes me to hear, you know, about people who are trying to share their wisdom. And I don't mean like, hey, let me teach you how to do X. There's so many of those classes out there, but there's nobody teaching, hey, can I teach you how to make money? Because like, I get the artistry, but you can't just do the artistry at a cost of your own well-being. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you exhaust yourself emotionally, physically, mentally, all of that. 
and there's no reward coming back. And, you know, you got to at least get a lifestyle out of it, right? Yeah. And I think there's little hidden secrets, not really secrets, but like in my time of being in wholesale and procurement, that's a whole other world for the growers on their side. Mm-hmm. They, the wavelengths have not like meshed together yet. I think we're, mm-hmm. we're leaning towards, you know, the grower and the florist really becoming and knowing each other better. Mm-hmm. And, and that's through the helps of like people like Holly Chapel, who's like actually growing her own flowers and things like that. But when we look at big major farms in South America or in Holland, they're not always so connected to the florist Mm -hmm. and what their needs are. And likewise, the other way, like the florist is not always so connected to what the growers needs are and, you know, not understanding what they're up against when it comes to you know, maybe even their investment for what their crop is going to be, which is probably decided on a year or two in advance of them ever even cutting those stems. Right. I think just gaining that knowledge for me is big to kind of combine and really connect all of our industry together. It's time. It's time because, you know, we've gone through wire services. We've gone through, um, you know, everybody's got a masterclass now. Everyone. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) Um, and it really is time to make a connection industry wide so that we can build a stronger industry that is healthy. I mean, we've, we've seen that we can survive something like a pandemic because people still are buying flowers Mm -hmm. and the farms are still producing flowers. So that's major that we can see from a high level, looking at the industry from a very high level, not so much a micro level, but a high level that the industry is surviving and it's continuing, mm-hmm. but we haven't always been the smartest industry. And we've sometimes let other industries come and take over where we weren't the best at. So it's time for that, I think. And maybe with this, you know, with everything that's going on um, in the world right now with the pandemic and all of that, mm-hmm. we will become stronger. And, um, and I also think that, that the show full bloom, sheds light to your average person on just what it means to be a florist. And not only that, the joy that flowers bring to every moment that they enhance. So, I mean, when you think about a funeral with no flowers, when you think about a wedding with no flowers, Mm -hmm. um, it's a different occasion. Right. It's different. The experience that people have in those moments is completely different if it's void of flowers. And it's really important. I mean, God put flowers and plants on this earth to heal us, to give us oxygen and life, Mm -hmm. and for us to be able to really appreciate them during some of the most important moments of our lives, I think is huge. I agree. I agree. There is a... It brings so many emotions to the table. And yeah. to an event, to the occasion, to whatever it may be, and simply to your home, right? Yep. That it's also positive, it's healing, uplifting, and so on. And um, now I have a glass of wine. Sorry, a total detour here. <laughs> My husband just brought me a glass of wine. Nice. Where's mine? <laughs> we should do this again when he's back in the country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right I need my husband to bring me a glass I know, of wine right? Right? cheers but um cheers. it's you know it to me how do I say that you know I feel like I keep saying this like a broken record but 
you know, I grew up with flowers being this thing that it's always in a house for us. Like we we didn't really need a birthday or whatever to have flowers in the house, right? Right. You know, just like we went and bought bread or Mm -hmm. fruit or whatever for the house, we always, like our table always had some sort of a flower, a vase with fruit in it, and candy. Yeah, I grew up in a household full of candy. I never ate candy. I never liked chocolate or candy. I ate the apple. My brother ate the chocolate. And there you go. You know, that was just it. But it's been, that's how I sort of grew up. And then when mm-hmm. I came to US, for me, it was kind of it, it was kind of missing that. I kept buying flowers continuously, um, not because I'm like, hey, I'm gonna like do flowers and you know be right. a designer or whatever. I just missed that and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But I realized how in an American culture it wasn't a thing. Like you know, yeah, in like, European culture, yeah. it's very much part of living, part of life. Yeah, you know, in Armenia it's very much like that as well, you know? And, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a bit kind of strange for me and still is actually, but I do see that it is changing. And I think through this mm-hmm. pandemic for many, it was maybe that singular People living. They want to beautify their space. They want to feel good. Yeah. They're in their homes. They're not getting out as much. They're not right. seeing many people. And I'm convinced that's why every, Every store, retail store is like sold out of their Christmas decorations right now because everyone's decorating more for the holidays because they're in their, in their spaces more. So it's kind of like a coming within and coming within, uh, very personally. And to be able to do that with beautifying your space around you is so amazing. Mm. And that's why people love gardening though. So, uh, you know, this show speaks to so many people Mm -hmm. that are floral enthusiasts. And, and, and again, anybody can enjoy flowers. Once you enjoy flowers, once you make an arrangement, it doesn't have to be, you know, something that like some professional made, once you make flowers and enjoy them in your home, no one can take that joy away. It's keep forever and ever. And I think that's one of the really cool things about it, but it's also cool that I feel like this show promotes people feeling like they can do this themselves yeah. and picking up okay at the grocery store or um, any of those things is easy. And, you know, they give you, the, the judges give lots of tips and tricks on, you know, how to keep things alive longer. And one of the funny things is I like to do little videos with my son because making flowers together is a something that I use to teach him about diversity, to teach him about something I love, mm-hmm. to, something and, and, and to hold, you know, hold it carefully right. and your tools and how right. you use your tools, responsibility with those. So there's a lot of learning moments and doing flowers with your children, right. but he was watching the show and Maurice had, um, given a tip about dipping your hydrangea yes. upside down yes. and to hydrate it. So we bought some flowers. We were doing a little tutorial and we were having fun together. And I see him trying to dip the flowers in these little vases. Oh and I was like, you're going, what are you doing? <laughs> he said, the head of the hydrangea in the water. So, I mean, he was listening, but I thought that that's a cute little story. But uh, again, you know, doing, taking moments out of your life to have those kinds of interactions with your kids with flowers and plants is awesome as and well. And it's comforting. It's very comforting. As you're talking about this, as I'm thinking here, and I'm like, why was it so strange for me? Why was I so much missing it? And so on. 
what I realized is, as I'm literally just dawned on me, I was missing the comfort that it was bringing above everything else. That was it. It was the peace and comfort. So yeah. Ah, uh, thank you, Beth. That was well, you thought flowers found you again, great. and you found flowers again. So you're doing there you a great go. thing by you know connecting us all through your podcast and everything that you do in the floral world. You. So and your EMC, I'm just amazed with what you've done since we've met each other. I'm like, you go, girl. So you inspire me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I've been a little busy, just a little bit, you know. So Beth. I am absolutely just just overjoyed by the fact that you've taken that step to do on your own business now and sharing sharing your own knowledge and energy and passion. Like I said, you know, I know you, so I know, you know, what you're going to do is going to be fantastic. So where can people find you? I'm really easy to find. If you Google Beth O'Reilly, my website will come up, but it is BethO'Reilly.net. It will take you to mm-hmm. my newest launch of my website, which is uh, Flower the Moment with Beth O'Reilly, where I have a page where I show all of my services. One thing I will say is everything is very custom. So it's not like you're going to find a package that you're going to then go online and purchase right then and there. It really takes a discovery between me and that florist to find out what their needs are, what they're looking for. And I I do a little bit of everything. I'm going to a shop next month where I will be teaching the staff some new design techniques and we're going to be coming up with some signature looks for their website. Nice. I have a client who I also do their social media and have helping them rebrand and redo their website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have another client where we're doing, you know, what I would call kind of like a blooming party where she's going to be inviting a lot of friends over who are just floral enthusiasts. And we're going to do a little one-on-one design time. Um, and then I am also working with some growers and there's a lot of different avenues that I'm going. So that's why I say it kind of takes a discovery to figure out how I can help the florists out there who are looking. They may have a special need and they may not even know that there's somebody out there that can help them. And those are especially the people that I encourage to just send me a quick email or a DM on Instagram and let's start chatting. If there's really truly something that I can help you with, then I want to be there and be that support network for you. That's fantastic. I wish... There was that person when I was starting 10 years ago and like scrambling and searching and searching and searching and couldn't find anything. Um, and, you know, when I graduated YouTube University, you know, that's where I found the information, right? I couldn't find anything else that was sort of, you know, yeah, in some shape or form guiding me somewhere. You know, I didn't even know what I was looking for. Honestly, I was looking for education. I was looking for knowledge is what I was looking for. And I think that's still, uh, that's true for a lot of people that are drawn to this industry. They know they love flowers. Right. They're not sure where to start. Some people start with a class or right. a group of people. But even something as simple as going into your wholesaler for the first time and not really knowing how to become a customer and how to purchase can be really daunting for people. Mm-hmm. And those are the types of things that I love to help people with. And I've been doing it for years. So it only seems natural now that I do it as a business. That is absolutely amazing. And I have no doubt that this is going to take off for you. I have no doubt that 
people will reach out to you and not just because of the show, you know, again, you know what you're doing. You've been around this block more, you know, a few times over and I've had some amazing teachers along the way. I definitely would not be here without the mentors and the people who took time with me. And I'm super grateful for that. And so if I can give that to people, even just in a casual setting, even if you're not hiring me to, you know, accomplish a certain goal, I still want that support and mentor for anybody interested no matter if you want to do it for a career or just as a hobby. That is fantastic, Beth. Well, I really, truly thank you again. Thank you for sharing your amazing kiddo with us. Oh my God, he was absolutely adorable. Like I'm just, <laughs> just the cutest kid ever. And I have seen his videos, him playing with flowers. It's even more adorable. I mean, it's just he loves so it. cute. And thank you for your time and your passion. And thank you for sharing your knowledge. We will make sure that all of this is on the show notes so people can find you. Um, any last parting words for our listeners? Um, I, you know, I just want to inspire everybody. We're going into a new year. I don't know exactly when this is going to air, but we're going to be going into a new year. And it's really important for us all to just surround each other with love and joy and flowers. <laughs> Always flowers. Hey. Yes, life's better with flowers. That's right. Thanks, Beth. Bye. That was it for today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Beth as much as I did. I hope this encouraged you to get out there and apply for this amazing floral design competition on HBO, you guys. There will be a link in the show notes if you are interested. It is being casted by Mystic Arts. It'll be in the show notes. Check it out. And be sure to follow Beth and all her adventures. She is wealth of knowledge. She's been in, in, the, in the industry for a while, and I know she has a lot to say. So she'll be a really good resource and a mentor, and check out all the fun stuff that she's doing. Talk to you next time. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.